It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Here we go, back with another edition of the Matchup Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com, Week 3 edition. I am John Hansen, but the star of the podcast is Greg Cosell, our guy from NFL Films. Been at it for over 40 years now and really bored, you know, just just sat down on Monday morning and, and got to work. Went through a ton of tape. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so Greg has had you know three good days of grinding here, plenty of content to get to. This is just a little bit of a taste of what Greg can bring to the table. Uh, all the stats and data that we have, uh, we're cultivating right now for 2022 here at FantasyPoints.com. We can marry that with Greg's film study and all that. And if you're not on the website, get there right now, FantasyPoints.com. Use that promo code Hanson10. And save your oh no Hanson twenty two my bad Hanson twenty two and save ten percent off that subscription Greg without any further ado um, we we will do about thirty minutes tonight uh, we could probably do an hour and thirty minutes no problem but how are you a lot of a lot of grinding this week I see oh man John you know it's funny it's only going into week three and early in the season as I know you appreciate because we discuss this every year I want to get through as much as I can but it's just not humanly possible for me to do every game. And then I get to the end of the week, like last weekend, I worked Saturday and Sunday morning because I just wanted to get through more games, you know, and I sent you those, I think, on Sunday morning. And, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, as you know, I do the best I can. And uh, I have to take those detailed copious notes because that's just the way I have to do it. Big time notes here. Um, and, and sometimes we actually publish them uh, on the site, clean it up a little bit, I guess, uh, for – for publishing purposes, and you could see the. It's not like I like make you know put curse words in there when you say clean it up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we have to remove all the expletives that were in right, there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to the point of you're only one person. Um, I I do not believe you've seen Pittsburgh or Cleveland yet. No, I have not. So, yeah, yeah, and I won't because to be honest, they're not. On yeah, sure. This particular week, just because of other things, I really feel like I need to get to. Yeah, no, no, no problem. And um, probably haven't seen uh, New Orleans and uh, and Carol. Well, I will get to. I just haven't gotten to it yet because I think those division games I like to get to. Well, let's go right over to Philly uh, because yeah. obviously, Greg, it's it's going really well. And you know, we did the podcast last week, and I think you kind of intimated that, you know, probably saw a lot of man week one, you know, may see a lot of zone here against the Vikings. So it'll be interesting, right? I told you that. Yeah, you're right. I said, based on Ed Donatel and his background with Vic Fangio and what he did against Aaron Rodgers week one, that they'd be facing a zone heavy defense. What I didn't expect, and you know me, John, I don't rip coaches ever because I know how hard they work, but that Viking defense stayed in a static too high shell the entire game. Wow. Now, there are variations when you're in a too high shell, but they were in a too high safety shell literally the entire game. And they rushed four. I don't think they blitzed. I, if they did, it was very, very few times. Um, and I thought the Eagles coaching staff had a great plan knowing what they would get. 
and Hertz executed that plan at a very, very high level. So things, things, things really couldn't be going any better, uh, in your opinion, I'm Not sure. That game, no, you know, obviously uh, every game is different, um, but I thought Hertz played really well. I thought their O line was absolutely dominant against wow. a D line that has some good players: Darius Smith, Danelle Hunter, DJ Warnham is coming on a bit. They're all long, athletic players. That Eagles O line, arguably the best in the league, certainly top three or four. Um, and and you know it was it was it was a beautiful game if you're the Eagles. Um, they ran the ball with some success. Uh, I'm not talking about Hertz running, although he is yeah. part of their yeah. game. Miles Sanders had a little pop the other night. Yes, yes, but in terms of throwing the football, because he did throw over 20 balls in the first half, which is not usually the case with the Eagles. So uh, so the point is, Hertz was secure and clean in the pocket. It was just beautiful, and he threw the ball really well. He was poised. He was confident. He was comfortable. He was accurate. Um, obviously they had a miscommunication, which one could call a bust on the long touchdown to Watkins, but you know, he made the throw, he saw it and made the throw. So it was a really strong game for Jalen Hurts. He had a lot of success in this matchup last year for what it's worth, um, running it, maybe for fantasy. Um, well, same- it's funny, the, the thing that, that made me feel good, you know, and again, you know, I'm a guy who grinds and, you know. But I did a play in the um, matchup show last week, a third and two play. I did a situational football piece with the Eagles, run with them running a specific play. And on that play, there were options based on the defense. And on the play I did last week, he threw it to Goddard for 27 yards. They ran the exact same play this week. And because of the way the defense reacted, he ran, and that was his long touchdown run of 26 yards. Wow. So it was the exact same play from the week before. It's just the defense reacted differently, and therefore he ran. And when you see something like that, you must feel like similar to like – it's like insider trading. You had access to insider information, you know, like most people watching. Yeah, oh, it, 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 You know, like I said, I mean, you know, I'm not – you know me well enough to know I don't go around patting myself on the back, but, you know, I spent so much time watching this stuff. It just, it's a nice feeling, you know, to see it and go, wow, I, you know, I did that piece in the show and I know their offense, as I know most teams' offense that I watch a lot of. Yeah. Know, hey, just, this stuff is hard, you know. I, oh, yeah. The way, the way I play it on the radio is, you know, I point out when I'm right, point out when I'm wrong. People always right. say, oh, you only, you only talk about when you're right. And I'm like, actually, I'm just right a lot. Sorry, you know, just well, You know, it's it funny is. you say that and then we'll move on. One of the best comments I ever got was um, I was up at ESPN a couple of years ago. They brought me up uh, for something. And um, Matt Hasselbeck, who I know, he um, I don't know if he still lives in Nashville. He was living in Nashville at the time. And he was he listened to me on Nashville radio. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, you know what I most respect about you? If you don't know something, you say it. And right. I really appreciated that because there's no way I could possibly know everything. And I don't try, you know, because unless you're in the meeting rooms with the coaches and the players, there are certain things you just cannot possibly know. Yeah. And, and I've known that working with you forever and, and others. And what I do is we don't know. But when right. we're trying to be predictive, we have leans and, right. and things like that. And that's what we lean on. Um, well, while we're talking that game big revenge game for Carson Wentz how did he look on film I know last week other than a couple spots overall you thought he played well I think the first two weeks he's played well yeah Um, 
you know, he's thrown three picks, and of course, people just point to those. But when all said and done, I would say this. I mean, without, you know, you could go through all three picks. He threw two week one. One was a great play by the rookie, Trevon Walker. The other was just a ball he left too far inside on an out route. Not a bad read at all. Okay. This week, his pick was just, he threw it just a little high on a seam ball, and it got tipped by his guy and intercepted. Other than that, he's thrown the ball very well, made some really good throws, has not had any really bad misreads. You know, again, I'm sure he's had a few that the coaching staff would say, but I mean, the kind where you go, oh my God, why is he throwing the ball there? He hasn't had any of those. And he's made some big time throws. So, you know, I know the narrative on Wentz is that people are just waiting for those plays, John, as you well know. Yeah. And then they pretty much say, I told you so. And that's not to say that he's not going to have those plays. You know, maybe that's who he is, but he's still a very talented thrower of the football and he can make big time throws. You know, the entire offseason going into 2021, my my opinion was it wasn't Carson. I, I that it, it did at least start there. And, you know, to that point, I think he's got 31 touchdowns now against 10 picks. Um, what about this matchup? And by the way, it sure as hell seems to me that uh, Scott Turner and their staff are designing some really good plays. They really are. I, I think Scott Turner uh, does a really good job. I think Kenny Sampisi is one of the best quarterback coaches in the league. He's been doing it for a very long time. Um, you know, I went back and took a peek at week 15 and week 17, John, when they played last year. Obviously, Carson Wentz wasn't the quarterback, and Jahan Dotson was not there. But but Darius Slay traveled with McLaurin last year in week 15 and week 17. Now, normally the Eagles don't do that. Um, they did it to a meaningful amount this past Monday night with, with uh, Slay on Jefferson, and I thought Slay played an absolute Oh, my goodness. Game. Uh, on, on the snaps where he was matched up, you know, and that's one yeah. reason I love watching the whole game because I'm talking about plays where the ball wasn't thrown to Jefferson. You know, people saw Slay make two picks and all that, but uh, he was matched up to him, you know, on plays where it was not thrown to Jefferson. I thought Slay was phenomenal. He yeah, he sure seemed it on TV, Greg. He, he sure did. Oh, now, you see it just watching on TV? I was going to say he sure seemed to have been playing – amazingly high level. Just me watching it on television, you could well, I was, see. I was switching back and forth between that and Buffalo until Buffalo got out of hand. But um, but watching the tape, I thought Slay was sensational. Um, I thought I thought three Eagles played re- – four really played really well on defense that stood out to me. Avanta Maddox, the slot corner, and he's probably going to get some of McLaurin and some of Dotson. Don't forget McLaurin yeah. had two man-to-man – excellent routes this week from the slot beating Mike Hughes. So hmm. he goes inside. Okay. Um, and that's a new not, thing. That's a new development. Correct. Well, that, that happened this past week. So wow. You know. um, and Dotson goes inside as well. So, you know, there will be the Slay McLaurin matchup. No question. Oh, no question. Happen on every snap. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, not to be a McLaurin hater, but I was a big Dotson guy. I, I, I had the hot take that I thought he was a better player um, and, and that he was going to outproduce him. McLaurin? Yeah. I thought um, I thought I thought he was going to, you know, prospect-wise, he was a better prospect. Right. I think that's fair to say. Well, he was also a first-round pick. Exactly, yeah. But but my, I think my hot take was that he was going to outproduce McLaurin. Right. I mean, I really like Jahan Dotson. Um, I think McLaurin, up to this point in his career, has been a very good receiver. He is. Um, I th- – I, 
I don't know if this would come across as a hot take or not, but I think Dotson potentially could be a better receiver overall. But, yes. That's, 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 you know, he's, he's a rookie who's played two games. So, you know, I'm not ready to sit here and, you know, I don't want people listening to think, oh, Cosell thinks Dotson's great and McLaurin stinks. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I've been leading the charge. I, and I, nothing against McLaurin. He's good. But here's here's the one thing I noticed, real quick, not to get in a rabbit hole on this one, but, you know, McLaurin's not a real quick twitch guy, I don't think. Um, I think he's straight line, quick and fast. I yeah. don't know if he's um, – I know what you're saying. Um, so, on the short touchdown that Dotson scored this past week, it reminded me of, like, Calvin Ridley at the line. Like, small guy, but good luck. Good luck to him. Great quickness off the ball. And he's, you know, and you could see even on that catch um, that he's just fearless and he's competitive. Yeah. I'm not saying that McLaurin isn't, you know, I don't know what's in McLaurin's head, but I will say that Dotson's tape at Penn State showed because he worked the the middle of the field really, really well. And he went up and got the ball. Um, I I think we've seen McLaurin do that in the NFL, but I think McLaurin is probably a little more of, of, you know, I don't know. I, you know, that's what it is. I think, Greg. I think we got this because I, I really like McLaurin. So yeah, I don't want to McLaurin oh, sure, McLaurin sure. Play, you know, but if it's me and and I'm Carson Wentz and it's fourth and goal at the five or whatever, I'm going to look to Dotson because I think Dotson can win quicker than McLaurin. Right. So that's why I think he's better than McLaurin. That's I'm it. You're wrong. Yeah. Anyway, that was interesting. Uh, Little deep dive there. Uh, how about how about the Lions and the Vikings? I know you saw both teams yeah, that's there. An game. The Lions. Look, none of us know about teams' records. Okay, at this point, you know, and the Lions are one on one. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Hey, they're going to be ten and seven. You know, I don't do that. You know, I don't have to do that. But I don't think they're an easy team to play against. Now, they're very aggressive defensively. Yeah. Very aggressive. Aaron Glenn, that's his approach. It's like they're covering for their questionable personnel well um, on the back end. Well, to some degree. Look, this week, obviously, um, they were missing um, uh, Aurorier. He was out, but I don't know if he's back this week. Do you know? Um, we we could check on that. I haven't seen that yet. But, yeah, I, um, obviously he was out last week. So last week they played Harris outside, um, who's, you know – They'd rather have a warrior there for obvious. He was limited today, Greg, so he's probably going to re- trending toward a return. Okay, so the, so the point is, I don't think they're terrible outside, um, right? You know, and they do a lot of things up front, a lot of things up front. You know, Hutchinson had three sacks. Uh, you know, those weren't individual sacks in the sense that he beat somebody, but he still had three sacks. Um, <clears throat> but they're very aggressive with blitz and pressure. As I said, they're not easy to play against. Hmm. Um, they show okay. a lot of hybrid man zone coverage looks. That makes it not easy oh, to play against. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, they play – normally they play sides, but I would not surprise me. Look, Aurorier week one – who did the Lions play week one? The Eagles, right? Yeah. Yes. Aurorier, he was – got roasted Brown. by AJ. He was on Brown. They, yeah. they He traveled with him. If he's back and playing, I'd be curious to see if he's on Jefferson. Yeah. You well, could see, you, if he's back, I think you will see that matchup personally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not sure what happened to Cousins. Um, Vikings, the new staff. Cousins they, was not sharp mentally or physically in this game against the Eagles. You know, I can't answer why, but he wasn't. 
seemed like the O line wasn't that bad. Uh, no, it wasn't wasn't bad. Their O line, I think, is is a young group that's going to get better, and I think could be a very good group as time goes on. Does that jump off the screen? The Lions' run game because their Johnson, the OCs, get a lot of credit for you know drawing up these these run gashing run plays. Um. Yeah, I mean, they've had a few of those. I think they have a good O-line. I think it's a physical O-line. Um, they were missing two guys last week, too. So, yeah. you know, again, I don't know if those guys are back. I, you know, that that I don't know. Frank the Tank was limited today. Okay, and they were also missing because <clears throat> they played skipper at, uh, is it right guard or left guard? You know, the kid who never started a game. It was probably right. Yeah, and he was actually a tackle in college. I think he's Arkansas because I remember watching him coming out of college. Um, but you know, they want to be a physical team. I mean, they're, they're yeah. looking like, I think Dan Campbell wants them to look they, they're yeah. physical with their old line on offense. And Aaron Glenn is a very aggressive on defense. And I think that's the way they want to play. Got it. All right. Well, Trevor Lawrence, I know. Oh yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, I didn't see every drop back, but it seemed like he's, seems like he's, Clearly playing better, but what do you well, think? Here's what struck me. What struck me is as I was halfway through that tape, I was just saying to myself, God, I feel like I'm seeing the beginning of the transformation under Doug Peterson. Um, yeah. That he's starting to look a little quicker on his drop and his set. He's becoming a little less of a strider. You know, now this this won't happen necessarily every week. You know how it works. Some weeks he could be under pressure and revert back to longer stride. You know, yeah. you know, all this is a work in progress and it's incremental, you know? So again, I don't want people to think I'm saying, Hey, Trevor Lawrence now, man, he's top three. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, I know Doug Peterson. I know he's a quarterback guy. He's been trained by some of the best when he was with Andy Reed. So he knows what it's supposed to look like. And I think you can start to see the transformation take place. Yeah, and um, boy, they're getting boy, they're getting Christian Kirk open, oh, aren't they? Lining him up all over. He caught the touchdown the ten yarder this week when he was in the backfield. I mean, you know, Kirk has become, you know, I, you know, I think he'll be the guy more so than Marvin Jones, just because he has more versatility in the formation. I mean, he is a fantasy force right now. He's a pretty deadly yeah. player. And so you didn't see James Robinson, right? Because you watched just the dropbacks. Yeah, but I saw enough of him on, you know. Um, he had the one long run, which was a great run, and then not much, John. Not much. Oh, I know, and, and that's the quagmire here because and, and and he does not have a lot of juice, by the way. No, no. You know, it's... he's an odd guy in the sense that I think he's a very good runner in terms of understanding how to run. Yeah, but there's no juice. Right. Sure. It's already starting to feel like this Cam Akers thing, where like, oh, we're proud of you for coming back, you're getting all these carries, but you're you know you're at two yards a carry. Right. Right. So, uh, moving on here, Greg, um, do you have any thoughts on what's going on here in Tennessee? Uh, Derek Henry. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Well, it's just would, a, you, would you like me to share them with you? I would. I would. Uh, I'd like okay. to set you up for that. Well, again, without making a judgment because, you know, coaches coach what they have. That's, you know, they can't all of a sudden create new players. So, here's what they have right now. They have an offensive line that is not very good at all. Yeah. Okay. They have no speed at all on their offense. Yeah. Zero. Yep. So if they can't run the ball and grind it out with the hope that Derrick Henry will break, you know, a, a long run or two behind, like I said, a not very good offensive line, then they really have nothing 
to to hold their hat on nothing no offense no they're in big no trouble speed. they have no speed big trouble big trouble so so you know again I, I you know I know in Tennessee because I do radio down there that you know people are you know fire Mike Vrabel get rid of the offense oh please that's all great but there's there's they're limited in what they can do because you can't live on trick gimmicky plays as you know and they just have with a bit with a poor O line and no team speed, your options are somewhat limited. And their defense is seemingly gonna be paying a little bit of this price too. Because well, yeah, and they were also because of Kristen Fulton being injured last week, they had to play one of the players they played at outside corner was a you know, a rookie free agent, Avery, and you know, he struggled a bit. They kept they clearly were looking for people to play corner, you know. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they kept jumping people in and out. Not not great. Now they're playing the Raiders. You saw the Raiders. People are a little worried. I'm like, look, it's a new yeah. offense. It hasn't been that bad. Carr yeah, probably forced it to Devontae. But what, what are your thoughts on watching well, the Raider offense? The Cardinals made it a, a major priority in their game plan, depending on where Devontae was lined up. Of course, you don't do this on every snap. No team does. But they clearly had doubles and brackets on him yeah. at times throughout the game to take him away in, in those critical situations. Um, so he wasn't targeted a ton, and he only went two for 12, as you know. Um, you know, I, I tell you one guy I think for two weeks has looked good is, is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he has. He's looked pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and look, Josh brought with him from New England the fullback, and they do line up and run the ball out of yeah. 21 personnel. Jacobs did have 19 last week carries, only 69 yards, but I think he's looked very good. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit of a work in progress overall with their offense. Um, what is Hunter Renfro in concussion protocol? Um, that I did not uh, know about. Well, I know at the end of the game when he took that shot on the fumble that lost them the game. Oh, right. And I thought I heard that he was, you know, they feared a concussion. So I haven't seen anything about that. Uh, yeah, he did. No, he is. Damn it. I did, I'm just seeing this now. He didn't practice Wednesday. He is in the, the protocol. Right. Wow. So that's a big issue if he can't go. Yeah, they're 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 very thin behind him. They did get Keelan Cole back and Matt and Collins. He, and, you know, and he can fill that role for a game or two if need be. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they cut him, actually. Yeah. Um, Matt Collins made a couple of plays there. Uh, Raider O-line uh, – uh, maybe it was a ma- matchup. Didn't seem to be that big of a problem. No, I didn't think it was. They had a few, the, uh, a few mental mistakes that were problematic, and they, you could see guys kind of looking at each other. You know, on a slide protection, guy didn't slide the right way. You know that kind of stuff. But but I didn't think they were just handled. I, I didn't think that was a big issue. Let's go to Tua Tungavelloa because you know I'll give you the very basic layman opinion of uh, you know what we saw and what we're seeing. From two, and you've already mapped it out and laid it out that obviously Mike McDaniel's got a very good brain. I'm doing a play in the matchup show this week, not one of the coverage busts because I don't know what to make of those. You know, I mean, obviously, you two have made the throws, but those are busts. But he he threw a 59 yard at a waddle from his own end zone. Yeah, breaking that down in the matchup show. Dime. It was, it was an unbelievable concept by McDaniel. People need to watch Ah. it. Not just because I'm doing it, because it's it's the explanation of the play is fascinating me, fascinating me. Well, you got to give it up to Tyreek Hill because he was talking up too all summer, and you know 
maybe week one wasn't great, but it just seems to me, Greg, to your point about McDaniel scheming up good plays, utilizing to his strengths, throwing it in the middle of the field, you know, the numbers, but he's also extending plays. You know, he doesn't look very sluggish. I mean, he's not a cat back there, but, you know, buying some time, maybe from some different angle. Like, he's evolving a little bit. Well, what's happening, he threw for a lot of yards because of the two hill touchdowns, which were busts. So you got to – I mean, like I said, give him credit he made the throws, but those were busts. Any NFL quarterback theoretically should be able to make those throws. Um, But putting that aside, that's why he had big numbers – but I think that McDaniel has such a good feel for schematics of an offense and, and how to use shifts and motions and formations and personnel. Uh, and he understands Tua is a rhythm player. And I think the combination, and I mentioned this to you before the season, even though through the years I've talked about Tua being a certain kind of player, which he is. Yeah. And McDaniel knows that. I said he would have a very good season because of those receivers. And not in the way people think, not just because they can run vertically. Right. Because teams will not press those guys and therefore well, will not be disrupted. And Tua will be able to play in rhythm. Yeah. We, we, I, I had him on my list of targets. He was, I gave it a rubber stamp endorsement. Uh, big in on Waddle. Uh, we were, we were fine with Tyreek and we were down on Gasicki. I think, too, Greg, it's kind of a comp, like, you know, we all know Tua may, may not have the same margin for error that Justin Herbert has because of the physical attributes. Right. But it's like you have the – think of the Shanahan offense, scheming guys open. You know, you see Kittle running wide open, Debo. How the hell they do that? They, they're smart. and But then you – it's scheme plus athletic, ridiculous well, talent. It's funny you say that. Just make a transition because Jimmy G's back. He threw a touchdown when he came back early to Ross Dwelly, the tight end. And I'm sure everybody saw it and said that was a bust because Dwelly was wide open. It was not a bust. Wow. And, and if you, you know, again, I'm not going to break down the play because we're talking, people can't see it, but it was not a bust. It was an incredibly beautifully designed schematic that broke down uh, the coverage. Now the, 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 um, the defense, the Seahawks blitzed on that play. So it ended up being, um, you know, it, they caught him in a, in a situation where it totally worked, but it's a schematic. And that's what Mike McDaniel is bringing to Miami for Tua. And he's going to make Tua a really good player, you know, a, a solid player. Does that mean Tua is now Josh Allen? No, it doesn't. But he's going to make him a really good player. I mean, if he's healthy, Tua is throwing 35 touchdowns. So yeah. and it's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty damn good. Um, speaking of Jimmy, you know, this is really good news for the fantasy fortunes of Brandon Ayuk, who looks really good this year. Debo, I mean, Greg, straight up, this is good news for people like us who want numbers out of the Niners passing game. Right. Like, how good, though? Like, really good, right? Well, here's my thought, you know, just as, as we wrap up our half hour. Um, <clears throat> my thought is this. I'd be really curious to see if – Kyle Shanahan, knowing how the league is evolving, ah. the fact that it's not, you know, and their defense is very good, by the way. Slings but, it around a little bit more, maybe. That's what, you know, and again, that's what I'm thinking. Well, again, that's the strength of their roster. It would be calculated. I mean, he's not going to come out and have him drop back 45 times and just toss it all over the yard. That's They're not going to do that because Jimmy G's not that guy. But 
Last year, as you know, when they had their winning streak, there were games where Jimmy G had 22 attempts, 24 attempts. It wouldn't surprise me if they feel like, hey, we got Debo. We've got an improving IU. We have Jennings, who's actually a pretty good player. Yeah, Danny Gray got a deep out. target last week. We have What's that? Danny Gray got a deep target last week. Correct. We have Ray Ray McLeod, who in, in, in their system could be a, a little bit like an Isaiah McKenzie type. Yeah. Um, you know, if we have weapons now where we can actually line up and, and you know, through schematics, create some bigger plays. So, like I said, you're not going to see all of a sudden the Niners, you know, Jimmy G going 35 for 45. But I, I'm wondering if there's just going to be a little more emphasis put on throwing the football. Well, you know what it reminds me a little bit of, Greg? Miami. Because they don't have a great running game. Well, their running game is going to be fine. You know it's yeah. always fine. They do great, great things in their run game. Right, and right. Wilson still had over 80 yards last week. And, and yeah. I'm just – I guess personnel, you know, can most survive and all that. But right, um, right. before we go, uh, do you have any thoughts of what we're seeing in Denver? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched their tape both weeks on offense. Um, I think and – and again, it's a new offense for Wilson. Um, you know, the assumption was just because he's Russell Wilson that it's not a problem. But I don't think he's seeing things really well right. enough right now. That'll probably change over time. But I think he's a little slow with his elimination and isolation right now. Yeah. Um, and I think because of that, there's not a lot of refinement to their, their offense. It's, you know, right. it's, it's not rhythmic. But I will so, say this. I think it struck me. And, of course, I don't know what Jerry Judy's status is. But it was clear in the game against the Texans that he looked to Sutton as, as his main target. And I think that will likely continue. Oh, for sure. That that was the prevailing thought. That's what I thought. And, yeah, we we, we pivoted on over to him. You know, it, and to be fair, maybe we're being a little mean. And I'm guilty because I tweeted, like, oh, same old Russ running around making plays. And maybe he is just not understanding. I don't think he runs anywhere near as much as he used to. I think oh, well, that too. Yeah. Well, the days of him running uh, beyond the line of scrimmage are almost over. Yeah, I think he wants to stay and throw it, but I like I just don't think he's right now. You know, it could be new offense. You know, again, you never know all that stuff because we're not there. But I think that he's just not seeing it, and, and he's just been a little slow with his reads through two weeks. I mean, is it fair to say that they would have a little bit more rhythm offensively if they would just commit a little bit more to Javante? Well, I personally think that they should, but yeah. you know, again, I you know, it does seem to hurt the rhythm and continuity. Actually, ran extremely well this week, so I'm not going to sit here and say that what they should or shouldn't do. I think we would all agree that Javante's probably a better back, not probably better runner, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, they did actually the the division of labor last week was exactly as i projected it 65 35 that's fine 35 is fine but the 50 the 45 was getting right. way ridiculous right. one more um uh lamar like we got reports from kaplan that lamar was firing some lasers this summer and that seems to continue to carry over I thought he threw the ball really well this week. I thought they had some really good schemes, too. You know, don't forget, you know, when you can scheme up a quarterback, which that's what coaches do, that's their job, you know, that that's what you want to do. And I thought Lamar threw the ball really, really well. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, he, he – 
He made some excellent throws. Obviously, he's always a fantasy bonanza because of the running, and he had the 79-yard touchdown. Um, so, you know, and the Dolphins were aggressive in that game. So, you know, he, he had yeah. to deal with that. Um, but I thought I thought he made some really good throws. Now, th- the report is he has a, a sleeve on his elbow this week. Um, obviously, the Ravens are saying he's fine. You know, we don't know what that means. You know, it's he's you know, he's still a, a guy who runs a lot. And last year he missed six games or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just hope, you know, he doesn't keep getting nagging injuries that have an effect. He's super competitive. We know that. Yeah. So he's going to play. And, you know, unless he literally can't. Well, the word is, I don't know if he looks a little slower to you. The word is he's put on about 20 pounds this year. He does look a little slower, still faster than everyone. A 79-yard touchdown. He didn't pull away the way we've seen him. Yeah, exactly. But I will say this. Bateman certainly pulled away on his seven. Oh, I was going to say, did you did you think he could run that fast like a Canton? Oh Shout out God. to Canton. He, he, he really turned on the Jets. Yes, he did. Well, that is just a, a small sample and a taste of uh, the content over at FantasyPoints.com. Marrying the data and all that with the analytics, with the actual film review and study from Greg Cosell. Subscribe to the website. You will not be sorry. Great content. You'll be entertained all week uh, reading up on the NFL and learning a lot about the NFL, DFS, betting, player props. It's all there. Use the promo code Hanson22 to save yourself 10%. Great great stuff, Greg. Uh, Thanks again. And uh, for Greg Cosell, I'm John Hanson. We'll catch you next time. Good luck in week three. We will be back next week, another edition of the Matchup Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.